0: In this episode, we are privileged to have marketing guru Dean Seddon join us, who gives us his expert advice on marketing and what you can do to get your app noticed by your audience. We discuss what marketing actually means and how much consideration you need to give to it. This is not one to miss.
1: really really good and uh, all the better for seeing you oh, thank person. you
0: man. <laughs> thank you so for those of you uh, who are listening in me and dean have been talking on linkedin for a while We've been connected for a while i've been thoroughly enjoying uh, dean's content um and um, we'll put his details in at the end where you guys can see him as well but his content is really good his videos are, are great and are really really engaging so really good reading well actually before we carry on actually were you the one who put up the pirates of the caribbean uh, the story yes. of a startup yeah so that video floored me. So for anyone that's seen Pirates of the Caribbean, it literally is the first scene when Jack Sparrow is on his ship. And this is the story of a startup where he's on his ship and he's standing up all proud, and, he's, and then the camera just zooms out, and this boat is tiny, and it's got a hole in it, and he's using a bucket to take water out. <laughs> it's Perfect. Like I've never had anyone describe it so perfectly, and um, especially when everyone's looking at him and he's just like um, holding proud, saying, "Yes, this is my startup." <laughs> it's So funny. <laughs> anyway, completely off topic. So Dean, uh, we've got Dean in today to talk to us about marketing, um, and it's particularly important when it comes to apps because, as you're about to find out, and for those of you who are going to launch an app, or those of you, those of you who have launched an app, that marketing is very, very important. So. Dean, let's go jump straight back into it, straight into it. Question, hard question, we literally just discussed this, but what is marketing?
1: Um, This is a very toxic question, Mm. but um, the simplest way is to convince people that what you offer is worth whatever the price is. Um, That's the easiest way of saying it, or convincing people of the truth of what you're offering before they've seen it for themselves. Mm. That's the easiest way to explain it. And the most universal, I
0: think. No, that's a really good way to put it. I think, um, see, like I think when I was sending you some notes before and as well, a lot of people just think of marketing as paid advertising or Google ads or Facebook ads. And sometimes there there's a bit of a stigma attached to it because people will say, no, I don't want to put my message all over here, blah, blah, blah. But actually, how else are they going to find out about your product or your app in this case?
1: Yeah, I think, I think uh, there's two elements of what's happening with marketing, really. There's the people who go in, it's the tools, you know, it's mm. SEO, it's this, it's that, it's the other. But actually, it's none of them. They're mm. the things that facilitate what you're trying to achieve. Um, and then there's the marketing where it's all about brand.
0: Mm.
1: Um, there's somewhere in the middle that everybody has to kind of accommodate and go, right, what are we trying to achieve? These are the tools and this is the brand we've got to further. But before all of that, I don't know whether you find this, a lot of people have already set their heart on something before they've actually found out what will fit their audience mm. or what will fit their user base. And then when the reality hits the road, there's a whole host of like changes they have to do because yeah. they just didn't do their research quite well. Yeah. Um, and interesting, there was another scenario. Um, uh, one of our team used to work for Coca-Cola And when they were doing some market research, sometimes the market research can throw up quirks. So Coke did this whole series of research on drinking and tastes and how uh, they did blind tests so nobody knew it was Coke. And they tested these new flavors and people loved them. But then as soon as the branding went on them, they said, no, 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 we hate them.
0: No way.
1: So you really have to kind of work, second-guess yourself, yeah. ch- test, 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 test. Mm. And that's how you kind of prevent yourself from blowing a bunch of money.
0: Yeah, I know. I think like even even with us, um, we went in uh, at digiru and even when I launched my app years ago, we went in completely naive. Um, we didn't think about marketing at all. We uh, really didn't. Um, and we had this thought, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs and startups, especially those building an app, Will go in with the thought of our product's gonna go viral. Everyone's gonna love us as soon as they hear like <laughs> like as soon as they hear like what I've built, they're gonna think, Oh, this is wonderful, this is exactly what I need. But that's I mean, I don't know if you've ever had it, but except for Flappy Bird, I don't know any other examples that have that's happened that way.
1: Well, a viral always starts with some effort.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we assume you know, it's a bit like watching TV. Everything looks easier. You know, when you're watching a movie on TV and you look at the stunts and you go, I could probably do that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And that's how you approach marketing sometimes. People go, oh, yeah, yeah, it'd be fine. Yeah. But actually, the amount of effort you have to put in at the beginning is is quite quite intense mm. for it to, to build momentum. And I think that's viral is momentum. Mm. But you have to push that heavy rock up the hill to the top. Oh, I
0: love that. One. Before it rolls down. <laughs> yeah. That's funny, I was just speaking to someone about this and I go, isn't it great in a stop or, or scale up or whatever when you're pushing the rocket it finally goes over the hill? And they said, no, it's always pushing. <laughs> and I said, okay, I get that because I'm still pushing as per usual. Okay, I understand that. So that's great. So one of the terms I heard recently, uh, you can help me out on this as well, is that marketing can be described as building, uh, whether it's your product or your service offering, Building an emotional connection with yes. someone. Uh, is that kind of fair to say as well?
1: Yeah, I think if you look at the most profitable companies in the world. Apple. Yeah.
0: My favourite, that's it.
1: It's all about emotion. Mm. Um, or it's it's tapping into the human emotion. Human the most profitable places to be is emotion and imagination. Mm. And Starbucks has tapped into imagination yeah. and Apple's done emotion quite well. And when you pull them two together, that's how you get and that's what we all want is die hard. Fans, and mm. um, we were talking earlier about you know this kind of love hate, and yeah, and sometimes you have to polarize, but it's the die hard fans. Um, you know, you look at Apple, say, uh, there are people I am uh, a self confessed Samsung Android no. person, yeah? <laughs> so I would never buy an Apple phone, okay. Um, I would probably advocate getting rid of Apple, but. <laughs> I recognise they're successful,
0: um,
1: even if their app platform is a nightmare to get on, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but they've connected with people, and people will buy the latest phone, not necessarily because, oh, my phone's getting old anymore, Mm. it's like, no, 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 I want the latest Apple.
0: Yeah, Um, I feel the exact same way, I always, when, um, in fact, actually, it it shows when people are lining up outside the iOS stores, um, sorry, Apple Store's for, for days just to get the X or the ten or the nine or it wasn't a nine. Um, well people are camping outside to get it and it's crazy and, and that's what they've done and that's all as a result of how they've sent their message and built that emotional connection and that essentially is what marketing uh, is.
1: Yeah, and, and look at the difference between mm. Microsoft and Apple. Yeah. And the difference between the people who buy Microsoft products and Apple products. Yeah. And one is, one is like a love relationship, yeah. and the other one's a functional relationship. Mm, yeah, and that's really interesting. And the day Apple stops or people perceive they don't care about them, that perception will change very quickly.
0: Yeah,
1: And that's, that's the balance with something like that. You've got to build that community. Mm. And a lot of these words are kind of massively overused. But if people don't think you care about them, it will show in how you do it.
0: Very interesting. I remember a video I watched of Steve Jobs actually a very long time ago on YouTube and he said, um, Apple spends a lot on marketing and everyone in the crowd just chuckled and then he went, no, no, really, Apple spends a lot on marketing and then everyone laughed because they know like how important it is because ultimately it drives their um, profits and for online growth. So you're going to be super biased in this question, as everyone is in this uh, moment, um, and we've kind of touched upon it here. But I just want to get your straight, uh, fairly straightforward answer. Uh, not with apps, but with any business or startup in general. How important is marketing? It's massive.
1: Um, I am biased, but um, any time you buy something, you have to be convinced. You either buy on price, yeah, in which case it's a commodity. Every other sale is based on what you believe it's going to do for you or Mm. change or help. So marketing is that component. Um, It can be fluffy. It can also be scientific. But actually, it's about convincing people to believe in what you're doing. Mm. So it it is massive. And it isn't just a department. It is customer service. It is things like offering an immediate refund without hassle. Mm. That's marketing. It, it, it is, uh, you know, some Android ads or Apple ads or whatever. It is, re- it is all the conventional stuff, but it permeates the whole business, mm. even down to uh, usability.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. It, you can create a brilliant app that does something, but if it just—this is my bugbear. Sorry, <laughs> I'm going to have to.
0: No, I like it. I like right, it. Go for it.
1: We are wired that yes is on the right hand side. Yeah? Really. I am wired that progress is on the right-hand oh, side. Oh, yes,
0: yeah, 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 of course, yeah.
1: Why would people design apps where the confirm button is on the left, <laughs> yeah, and the no button is on the right? Why would they do that? The only reason they would do that is either they were stupid <laughs> or or they were trying to trick you. Okay. Like like, like opt-in email opt-ins, phones. Yeah, yeah. yeah? Uh, You put the buttons the other way around, and then you go, oh, damn. (laughs) But it's things like that, understanding who's going to use stuff. That's marketing, Mm. and it informs how you build something, how you create something. And because culture changes so quickly, you have to be on it, because all of a sudden, somebody does something, it changes behavior, Mm. and then you have to keep up. And marketing has a place in all of that stuff.
0: Wow. Yeah. Okay, so for anyone listening in, in summary... Take it seriously. Really take marketing seriously. It's not just about, well, in fact, you should actually consider marketing from the very beginning rather than just saying, I built my product, now I'm going to market it. Actually, think about marketing right from the beginning because if you do that, I'm assuming it's going to save people a lot of time um, and time is people, I, I will say this all the time, people think money is their biggest resource. No, it's not. Time is your biggest yeah asset in this world um, because you can always earn more money but you can't get your time back yeah. um, and, you, oh, no. and you never will be able to. So, forget apps for a moment. Um, let's look at any startup and in your situation I'm assuming you have companies coming up to you saying, hey look, we need help with our marketing and although I know it encompasses a lot of things but let's take a product for example. Yeah. Uh, let's take the easy example that you said before. Um, let's say you were Pepsi yeah, and Coke, Coke are great at what they do. Coca Cola are, are doing an amazing job, um, and now Pepsi have come up to you and they said, "We need help uh, marketing our drink." And forget their history of Michael Jackson and everyone they had. Um, what, what would kind of be a typical process? I know that's difficult, but a typical process.
1: So um, what we would look at is is how are they who are they selling to, mm-hmm. and not people who buy Coke. Yeah, yeah. And that's the typical thing is we we find an audience that somebody else has already got and try and pinch some of it. Mm -hmm. What you should do is try and create your own crowd. Okay. So um, create your own Apple followers. So you look at, well, how are we going to position this? So um, not just we're Cola or we're Pepsi and we're we're not Coke, we're different. Mm -hmm. Actually create something that's different. Um, So does it fit with a particular lifestyle? We've got into a scenario now where um, we're quite tribal as, mm. co- as a community. So, uh, you mm. know, we break ourselves down by fashion, by politics, mm. by all these things, and they mash together to create an identity that is mm. us, that isn't just a 18 to 19 year old male living in London anymore. Yeah. It's more tribal. So, find tribes of people that identify with themselves mm. uh, and an so, you can do all sorts of things to look at different groups and, and find that crowd and talk to that crowd. Yeah. Um, great book on this is um, my famous, favorite book of all time 21 Immutable Laws of Branding.
0: You're the second, I'm sorry, I have to interrupt. You're the second person in a week that has said that to me. And the reason I'm like astonished by it is because I was looking for a new book to read and someone texted me that book. If he's listening, he's going to know who he is. I mean, texted me that book going, have to read this book, and I just finished the book. I was like, okay, maybe this is a sign because I just finished the book, but I didn't order it. I like, thought you just said it, and this is yeah. bizarre, I'm, like totally freaking out. But <laughs>
1: it's a it, there's a chapter, I think it's chapter eight called The Law of Category, okay. and this is really really critical. And it talks about obviously breaking down um, who your your product into a category or owning a category. Mm. So to use the Pepsi and Coke example, that's an example in the book, yeah. Oh, um, and when Pepsi and Coke battle it out, it, you would think it would be damaging to them to fight, mm. but actually what it does is it, it expands the category. Mm. So some of these things actually work counter to common common thinking or conventional thinking. A bit like if you take a high street, outside London you take a high street, and you put a ton of restaurants on it, you would think the restaurants would all be competing mm. with each other, but what happens is it draws more people to one place, yeah. so everybody does well because the category's getting known or the destination's getting known. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So um, find a category. So I've been talking to an accountant. This is a really good example of this. Yeah. Um, and he's positioning himself as the uh, accountant for ho Startup Entrepreneurs,
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which you go,
1: what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that. What he's saying is they're so adventurous, they're so entrepreneurial. Sometimes they create a bit of mess. Mm-hmm. Now there are some entrepreneurs who do this. Uh, you know, they get great ideas, great uh, at building the idea, but the stuff that goes behind it, they're pretty rubbish at. And his job is: you're the great entrepreneur. We'll clean up your mess.
0: Okay. Good stuff.
1: Um, and. He may limit his audience, but he actually get a loyal people who trust him, and he'll probably command a better fee as well.
0: Yeah, because he's become an authority in the area.
1: Yeah, um, he owns his space. Yeah,
0: that's the thing. He owns it. He's not a commodity, and um, he'd probably get he'd probably get more respect as well. If someone says, "I want to work with you," he goes, "Sorry, we're not right for each other," and he could yeah, he could actually um, yeah, I think he's got a really, really good idea. I know you're enjoying this podcast and there's a lot more to come still, but I wanted to quickly interrupt to ask, wouldn't you love to make the next Candy Crush or maybe the next Uber? If so, then I want to introduce you to our App Accelerator program, an online course which teaches you the exact 10-step system that anyone can use to help create their own app without any experience. In fact, it's the exact 10-step system that I used to make the number one educational game in the App Store that I learned from some of the top app developers and geniuses in the industry, without knowing a single line of code. And it's the exact repeatable framework that I use today in my agency to help our clients create their own chart-topping apps. The best part is that right now, you can get it at a huge 75% discount with a whole bunch of free bonuses too. So if you're sitting on an app idea and just feel a bit stuck on how to get started, then you need this course. Head on over to digiru.com to get started. That's d-i-g-i-r-u-u.com to get started. Until then, let's get back to the episode. I've been there through that time, uh, and I think a lot of uh, guys mm-hmm. listening in as well, where running a if you have an idea or an app or whatever, you're running a business and people forget that. And when you're running a business, there is so much you need to do <laughs> outside of your idea. Um, and there are tools to help now, even with accounting, there's zero, there's QuickBooks. Um, there's MailChimp for handling your mail and stuff like that but you still have to manage all of that yeah. because all of that is reflecting your brand and all of that is your marketing as well Yeah. so no, it's really, really interesting um, very, very interesting when you gave that example so, now let's move on to apps because that's the theme of our lovely podcast cool. <sighs> so, for an app this is something that we did touch upon but just quickly do we, should someone consider their marketing before building their app?
1: Absolutely. The amount of people I've, I've met who've got this great app <laughs> and no money left to do anything with it. Um, and then you go, well, what are you, you've spent 300 grand building this app. That's fantastic. But nobody's using it. Mm. Uh, and then it's like, well, if we just, if we just. yeah And actually, if you're, if you're an investor, that's the first thing you want to know. That's the route to money, mm. is users, uh, whether they're paying or whether you're doing ads or yeah. whatever monetization. It's users. That's where the value is. Yeah. Um, but often people think about the tech and obsess about that. That becomes the baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the baby has no kind of yeah. bedroom, carton. No one no to play with <laughs> it.
0: It just, like just sits there in the middle of the room. It's like, right, now what do we do with it? No, you're absolutely right. We, we've come across that situation where in our first meeting, we say to people, okay, um, as app development specialist, we say, so what have you, um, uh, what budget have you got for app And they say, this and that. Okay, great. And we, we tend to ask the other questions as well, which is sort of what, to prevent us being a commodity. Mm-hmm. We say, okay, is your business plan done? Uh, if they're in early stage, and they say, yes, marketing plan done. What's a marketing plan? I say, what budget have you got for marketing again? What budget for marketing, and I say, oh no, not one of those, because yeah. that's, it, it, it scares us. It's,
1: it's like all this detail on how we're gonna build it, yeah, and then the marketing plan is, people will download it and use it, and that's the plan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's not a solid plan, it's not, because this is the way I like to think about um, marketing, especially when it comes to apps, is fine, you've built this app, you've put it in the shop, you need to get it in the shop window, yeah. Otherwise, if people who are walking past the window shoppers, i.e. people browsing through the app store, they're not going to see it. You need to put it out there. You need to make sure you're sending the right message at all times. Um, because then they're, they're not going to people. I like to think of it as, um, especially apps, apps are like a red ocean. It's a term by Russell Brunson. I think it was that apps are like a red ocean that if you chuck someone in a red ocean, a shark is going to eat you. Hence why the ocean is red. Um, and you need to go in there. And you need to be a shark. You need to get your message out. You need to make sure you're not eaten or, or swallowed up. You need to get your message out because you're jumping into a red ocean here. Um, and people don't take they don't take marketing seriously at all. So, following on from that, let's say someone listening in right now has got uh, an idea for an app. What would your kind of steps be if they approached you or you were to kind of say this is what you have to do? What would your steps be to marketing it? Would it would there, is there like a set process they have to take? Um, what,
1: I, what I generally do when somebody says uh, they've got an idea for an mm. app, I'm usually looking to uh, see if the idea will hold up to a bit of pressure.
0: Mm, good. Uh,
1: that's the easiest way to do it. So why would they use the app? Mm-hmm. The other one is if it's not a paid app, What's going to make them, you know, behavior? Hmm. How do you get people into a habit of using something? Mm -hmm. You know, if it makes something easy, then great. You're going to use it again. But if it's a one-hit wonder, how are you going to make any money off it? Yeah. Um, So I try and eliminate first, and then that really tells you what the people are made of. Because, you know, I know we're talking about apps, but people will make this. Yes. uh, Both the app and the success of the app. Yeah so if, if they've got what it takes then you can you can go somewhere yeah and then it's about who is it for how does it all pull together yeah and importantly if they've got a sense of what it, what it will take to get the amount of people using it to to, to get the critical mass to make this whole thing work
0: mm.
1: you know if they, if their business model relies on like 3 or 4 million downloads it's like okay you need to understand if you want three or four million mm. downloads, the amount of effort you're going to have to put into the marketing to get there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I try and see if they're on planet Earth.
0: <laughs> yeah, good idea.
1: Um, and then you can start to crunch that differently. Mm. And often we make a lot of assumptions That, you know, in a business plan, a a business plan's out of date as soon as you start implementing. Oh, yeah.
0: I say this to everyone. They go, have you done a business plan? I go, yeah. I go, great. Um, It's literally just there for it. Well, I I, I just say, look, it's never going to go to plan. It's it's really not because as soon as you start day one, it's all going to go to, like, uh, it's not going to work. It um, it doesn't happen.
1: The other one I've tried to look at, uh, and I don't pretend to be an expert here, Mm -hmm. but there are so many people looking at apps as like the silver bullet mm. of how how good is this idea, and is somebody else thinking about this? And you're going to get like 95 percent of the way, and then Facebook's done it for you, or something mm. like that. So I, I, uh, it is it is tricky mm. to kind of put all that together because you know you, you could find you know Elon Musk's just been playing around with something and does it tomorrow.
0: Yeah. So there's
1: all of those things. Um, but, it, but it's pulling them apart a little bit to see what they're made of, pulling the idea apart, mm. and then seeing if there's more to it than what they thought, and then you can go, there's something here.
0: Yeah, I got you. So, <clears throat> are there key principles in marketing that everyone should consider? So, who is it for? Who are you serving? Yeah. Um, where are you serving them? Actually, on the topic of where, should people who are releasing an app, should they geofence it to the UK first? If they're in the UK, should they test it here first and then say, okay, great, we've, we've got a working model, then we focus on Europe or where?
1: Well, a lot of apps require two ponds. <laughs> this is why I talk about okay, ponds. Yeah, I like them. So uh, you've got to have the right size pond for both sides. So, okay. like, let's use Uber for an example. Yeah. You need enough users and enough drivers. Yes. Yeah, And a lot of apps are that way. Uh-huh. Um, so we, um, a lot of people say, oh, we'll, we'll launch it across the UK. But actually, if you have um, a big, big, big pond and not enough fish, yeah, then it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. And if you have too many fish and not enough pond, you know, like a, a voucher system or a discount system yeah. or something like that, and there's loads of discounts but nobody to use it, yeah. So, so I've seen people trial it in towns. Oh, okay. Um, so you go well. Um, there was one uh, startup we we were talking to, and they developed and did a trial in a town where they could get a big enough pond a big mm-hmm. enough pond and enough fish on both sides to kind of acid test it. And then they went, right, now we know we can do this. We can roll it out. We've got proof proof of concept. Mm-hmm. Um, and the technology was done. Um, but it, again, it depends on how much budget you've got because yeah. um, you've got to get the people, depending on what kind of app, you've got to get whatever service provision you're mm. doing through the app to work on the other side
0: yeah I got you okay that's great so key principles who are you serving yeah what's their what kind of uh where are they what kind of tribe I suppose is, yeah. is a good way to put it so what kind of community are they part of what's their uh, so geographic psychographic uh, demographic similar beliefs attitudes um that sort of thing um would it be a good idea to kind of build Cause we do this at Digiru. Would it be a good idea to build a, um, a typical customer profile? Yeah, an ideal person. Um, would that be a good idea? Yeah, it's,
1: it's always good to have almost like a um, um, there's a book, um, a very old book, yeah. and they call the person um, in their book Saddleback Sam <laughs> or White Van Man in Politics. Yeah, there's all these, but you need that person to visualize, and yes. almost it takes on a personality to go, are we going to deliver for this person? Yeah.
0: Um,
1: if you don't have that, you, you, you will be guided here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. And one minute you'll be appealing to people who have this agenda and this agenda and appeal to nobody. Mm. You'll have beige.
0: <laughs> no one likes beige. All right, great. Um, Dean, so, before I hit you on the next question, because that's my favourite question. In fact, before... Yeah, actually, before I hit you on to that next question, um, and what would you say to someone who's got uh, an early-stage startup right now and they say, I've got no marketing budget, what's the very least they should do? Is it that customer profile? or um, If
1: they've got no marketing budget, um, they need to understand what they can do. and There are a lot of things they can do yes. without money. It just means more time, yes. which is... a conversation we've had about time so um, understanding who you need to talk to
0: Uh
1: you know you can go on YouTube and do stuff to help build momentum Mm -hmm. it always takes longer than you think if it's just time Um, uh, so profile and then consistency if you've got no budget work it work it
0: Sounds good. And I presume you save uh, these companies a whole bunch of time. When you help them out, early stage startups, established startups, uh, scale-ups, enterprises, you just save them time, really, isn't it?
1: Well, when people start talking about growth, it it is an exciting conversation. Yeah, And it, it is a bit like going into a toy shop.
0: Yeah. you know what I mean it's
1: yeah. all this shiny stuff and, oh, we can I do this and do, and
0: do that as you can see behind me there's a, a Lego Millennium Falcon so I love, <laughs> I love Star Wars and toys and stuff but Anyway, so it
1: is a toy shop yeah and you have to restrain yourself because mm. there are so many people who can say oh we can do this and we can do that and we can do that the, the one big thing I would say is don't go for silver bullets I shared this with somebody earlier we worked with somebody who said I want to go on TV wow yeah I want to showcase this on TV. Yeah, and you can, you, know, you can write into the BBC and all these different places, and if, you, if you're persistent, they might give you a hearing. But a lot of people overestimate the impact that one event can have. Mm. So it leads to disappointment. So you go on TV, and it will create a whole lot of traffic, a whole lot of interest, but three days later it's gone.
0: Mm.
1: And I'd say to people, work it for six months doing something low-level will probably pay off more than one day of TV. Yeah,
0: makes sense. Consistency, consistency. TV's a shiny toy, isn't it? So, to be honest, it's quite cool, isn't it, to tell people, I was on TV. I think that's what people are are aiming for. Okay, Dean, this has been fantastic. So, for anyone, early stage startups, uh, entrepreneurs listening, in fact, let's go for entrepreneurs listening now, because that's our primary audience. What would be, it doesn't have to be in marketing, or it could be in anything, what would be your one piece of advice to give to an entrepreneur right
1: now? Anything I could give them.
0: You can give them two, by the way. Okay. <laughs> uh,
1: the, the first one is be sure you really know what you want. Mm. Um, and by that, I mean, um, it's very easy to look at the Elon Musk's and the Gary V's and yeah. all these people and go, I want to be like that. And then you realize what that really is like. Um, and So you need to define exactly what you want out of this is it get in make money get out mm. is it time if you don't know that you will go from disappointment to disappointment to yeah. disappointment and the second one um, is uh, try try to make sure um, no I'll tell you this this is something that somebody shared with me about 10-15 years ago
0: powerful um, great go for it
1: uh, relationships are spatial and um, and this is really important in business and startups mm-hmm. because often we try and get our friends involved don't we and mm-hmm. we try and do uh, we just band anybody with us to try and make it work and often what we do is we put people in the wrong space in our lives mm-hmm. so we might put a really good mate as a co-founder and it just doesn't work and it destroys what was a really good mate or a good friend or whatever. So uh, he said relationships are spatial and understand where people are because if you put them in the wrong place, it will lead to hurt and disappointment and frustration. So know where you where people fit. If you've got a great friend, you can go out at the weekend and have a laugh with. Don't put them as a co-founder. Uh, and maybe you need a co-founder as somebody who you wouldn't do that with. So know, know who, where people are.
0: That is a great piece of advice. I think uh, I've been in that situation where some relationships have been burnt. Um, and yeah, I think that's a valuable piece of advice to, to pass on to people because the excitement of a startup is, oh my God, I've got this great idea and I'm doing it with my best friend. It's like, I can't be careful. <laughs> Just be very careful because uh, things can get messy. Um, and uh, startups are a roller coaster. They really yeah. are. I think you remember when you first started your company as well. It's just a roller coaster. You have your down days, you have your up days, um, but the, the up days worth it. Make a, it worth it. A
1: startup, if a startup's going to make it, you have to stare oblivion in the face <laughs> and go, it's okay.
0: Yeah. Um, I was literally just speaking to um, uh, uh, Maya, who's um, going to feature on our podcast as well. She runs the app company, um, Misbees. And she literally said her one bit of advice was, you have to be resilient because people are going to tell you no. They're going to rip you to shreds. <laughs> but you've just got to smile and say, it's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I can do this. Dean, thank you so much for joining us today it's on cool. today's podcast. Yeah, it's been really cool. I hope you enjoyed it. But better than BBC when you featured on them, hopefully. <laughs> so, say that a bit quietly. Um, so how do people get in touch with you?
1: Um, I'm I'm a LinkedIn addict. I yeah. do all the other channels, but probably LinkedIn's my primary one, so I'm always on there. Um, Full name, Dean Seddon.
0: Perfect. I'll post the link um, on um, the podcast as well.
1: Yeah, so drop me a message, connect with me. Um, uh, don't send me an email saying <laughs> or email saying you develop mobile apps. I get like fifty of them a day. <laughs> uh, but yeah, LinkedIn's probably MySpace. Really. Yeah.
0: Okay. Wait, MySpace. No,
1: no, no, I didn't say MySpace. <laughs>
0: my, LinkedIn is my MySpace. That's great. And the company is Maverick, right? Maverick, yeah. And website is?
1: Maverick.com.
0: Great. And can anyone hire you for? Um, they
1: certainly can. Um, marketing. Yeah, if they go to the website, find out a bit about what we do. And then uh, they can fill in a form or give us a call and we'll chat for them.
0: Perfect. Dean, thank you so much for joining. And uh, for everyone listening in, we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening in. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. If you're sitting there feeling a little inspired and feel like you want to do something about your own app idea, then head on over to digiru.com to get started. That's d-i-g-i-r-u-u.com to get started. Where after filling in a short quiz, you'll find all the resources, guidance, and expertise you'll ever need to get started on your app. I promise you won't find anything else like it. Until then, I'll see you on the next episode.